It's an unfortunate fact that the elderly are taken advantage of every day. While the laws are complicated and constantly changing, the wisest and safest way to keep track of them all is to call elder law attorney Michael Cohen. Having devoted his career to informing and protecting the elderly, Michael communicates about the law in ways that you and your loved ones will surely understand. Join us now to know your legal rights with Michael Cohen and co-host Don Crawford Jr. Here's Michael and Don. This is, once again, Know Your Legal Rights. My name is Don Crawford, Jr., the general manager of KWM Radio, KAAM Radio, God Country, Texas 770, and I'm sitting with Dallas elder law attorney, Michael N. Cohen. Hello, Michael. Now, every show you come up with a different initial. I mean, I'm going to call you. uh, Pretty soon my initials are going to be Michael A to Z Cohen because you you come up with a different one. Of course, as you know, my middle initial was really B, as I always say, is for beautiful. Uh Uh, But now you come up with the N. So what does N stand for? I'm not sure I can tell you. uh, But Uh No, I'll tell you. N, and I'm trying to tie it into the theme of the program, the, the first initial and in this case, it would be one where the N would stand for no, meaning where no one has anything to give to anyone or no one has someone to give something to. Either way, well, you're going to talk to us today about an, uh, that fictitious or existing individual where when they die, they have no one to give anything to. Or no one to that they trusted to give things to act on their behalf. Trusted. Oh, and that uh, Yeah, too. I mean, because okay. if you have – you, you could always give – to a charity right. or a church. If you want to. <laughs> or whatever, yeah. Right. If, if not, the state tells you how things go. Okay. They, it could be some distant relative that you don't even know. That you, if You see, if you don't do anything, mm-hmm. it, the state has laws. Okay. It says they have basically a will for you. Right. Uh, although it's a lot more expensive to go through the process because mm-hmm. you have to have an airship determination. If you don't have a will, mm-hmm. then there may have to be an air what they call an airship determination. Airship, okay. Uh-huh, and then... And uh, if you're the one that's seeking, saying that I'm an heir, and then there'll be an attorney that's also representing the unknown heirs, and then you go through a whole process. We, I think we talked about at one show that there was no will. Uh, we talked about uh, that 16 relatives came to me and said, oh, we're the relatives, and we're the only relatives. And so we filed something in Tarrant County, mm-hmm. and uh, within... Uh, weeks, uh, we had gotten contacted from people all around the country saying that they're heirs. Right. Because nowadays with the uh, 23andMe and mm-hmm. the, the Ancestry.coms mm-hmm. of the world, they know immediately uh, if you uh, – everything. and of course when you file a will or do an heirship determination when it's, uh, through the court proceedings, everything's a matter of public record. Sure. And so people can find out immediately uh, as to what's going on if by checking things online. So the privacy issues when you either do not have a will or have a will – Unless, as opposed to having, let's say, a trust mm-hmm. or some other way where your assets are transferred without going through the legal system, then uh, then you open yourself up to a uh, lack of privacy. Do the Aretha Franklins and princes of the world, since they didn't have wills, 
is what they owned and how much they were worth. Is that all public knowledge? Yeah, yeah. But now, by the way, on speaking of an update on Aretha Franklin, yes. uh, I know we talked about this sometime last year. Mm-hmm. They've now found about four wheels. Everybody, oh, it was underneath the couch, uh, or in, in the cushions. Oh, it was, and different wills say different things. Are they legitimate wills? Too? Well, we don't know. Oh, wow. It's just kind of like the old Howard Hughes, uh, uh, you know, situation mm-hmm. where everybody, all of a sudden, they find these wills, oh, and oh, was it? And what's right? And what's we mm-hmm. we? It'll be up to the courts to determine. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's you know. We, that's one of the negatives about uh, the wills. Um, a lot of times, if, if you want to trans, if you have to transfer property, a lot of times uh, we talk about trust. Often, I'm not saying everybody should have a trust, mm-hmm. uh, and the trusts are not just for the wealthy people, right? Um, uh, because with a trust, uh, you, like I suppose it's not like you're saying, "Oh, I found this trust or that trust." It's uh, but with wills, you seem to find those situations. Mm-hmm. Sure. So. Uh, in, in this Aretha Franklin, there there was one there, there was four children, and one was a special needs, and so the, now they're saying that X goes to one or this or that, and it's just getting to be a real mess. Mm-hmm. And you know, originally she didn't have a will at all. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a shame when people don't properly plan. It is uh, good it, to have four wills like that. All of which would probably conflict and are not consistent, I would right, think. Right, right, right. And do you, do you find over the years, especially recently, that um, like DNA and how that's able to accurately pinpoint if the people are really related or not, do you find that when the will was written that there's a great deal of accuracy in that too if it's handwritten or on a napkin? Well, or other? A, lot of, a lot of things, you know, yeah, you can. Uh, some of the things that you do look at, um, uh, the you know, let's say just because you have, let's say you have a handwritten will, which is permitted in Texas, but mm-hmm. you have, I've never seen a handwritten will, by the way, that didn't have a problem. Okay. Never. My recommendation is really, if you're going to have a will, really, I think you should have a professional do it. So you shouldn't. I know some people say, "Oh, get one of these forms." Mm-hmm. Uh, we usually say a problem with mm-hmm. those forms mm-hmm. because it either d- doesn't do something that it may be a valid will, but it doesn't comply with certain certain aspects of the law of the state, mm-hmm. uh, which ends up costing more through probate. So, if you really love your family, do it right so they don't, you know, get really upset with you. And say, "Why did I, how many times have I heard that people say, "Why didn't my parent just do X?" Right. Why do they do this to me? Why do they do? Why do they make it so miserable for me mm-hmm. to have to go through all this process to do whatever it is? Where they could have just had something simply done, which would have made life so much simpler. We wouldn't have had to have years of this or that. Uh, let's say uh, I had somebody in my office. Oh, um, my! Uh, they had a. Uh, they didn't have a will. There was one disabled child. There was a disabled child was on public benefits. They had to go through all this stuff to get eligibility, and then or to regain eligibility, courts, and all this other kind of things. I don't want to go through all the different details, mm-hmm. but you know, again, a lot of people, most Americans probably just don't plan because yeah. we don't want to really think about the bad things. Or mm-hmm. it, we could wait. It'll wait till tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Even even some we've had some people who we prepared the documents and they said oh, we'll get around to it later on. Yeah. We have one right now. We've been we'd asked for six months to come in and sign. 
Then she had a stroke, and now she doesn't have mental capacity, so she can't sign anymore. Goodness. So just because, just don't think that there might, you know, to think that there won't be the car accident. Who would think that um, uh, Cedric Benson of uh, University of Texas and Chicago Bears, whatever, uh, died in uh, in August? Who would think that a 30-some-odd-year-old would die? Right. Who would think that or or become somebody could become disabled or something bad right. could happen? Right. And so, to to if you love whoever it is, mm-hmm. if you want to make sure if you're um, if you either are disabled or, or die, right. you should just do even if it's something simple. Right. You could easily do something. Well, um, in any event, yeah. uh, nowadays. You know, when you have a will, it's, it's certainly a matter of public knowledge. I mm-hmm. don't remember what your original question was mm-hmm. at this point, mm-hmm. but basically you just to do some planning, uh, sure. no matter who, who you may be. And, and the who we're talking about today is when there there are no heirs for an individual, and, and yeah, to okay. whom do they give and what do they do, et cetera. Well, okay, all right. So, um, well, first of all, it could be that if you don't say something, mm-hmm. then it goes by whoever your closest relatives are. Okay. Is that is that what you want? Right. It could be that you want to go give it to, let's say, a church or charity or somebody else, a friend. Um, charity. Oh, let's give it to the Alzheimer's Association. Their walk is coming up on October 5th. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, would that be more of a legacy or maybe if you were some issue, you had a health issue, let's say you had a heart issue, maybe the American Heart Association, sure. or whatever your favorite your cause may be. church, synagogue. Yeah, the, mm-hmm. Whatever, yeah, mm-hmm. whatever it is that, whatever is important to you, mm-hmm. you should say something. Now, let's say another problem with it is, let's say, uh, so we have a client that has a significant other, but that's it, okay? Mm-hmm. They don't know anyone else, they don't really trust anybody else, mm-hmm. What do they do? Uh, Their estate is about a half a million dollars. And uh, what should we do if something happens to that person? And is, is, is the client concerned if the significant other remarries or would he want things to go a different way than sure. whatever the significant other would have things go? Mm-hmm. All right, so let's say we had significant other as either the executor or the trustee of a trust. Well, let's say they're the executor. Okay, that's fine. Let's say they just had a will. An executor is the one who gathers up the assets, pays the bills, and then distributes according to the will. So we say all goes to significant other. All right? Well, Well, if I want those assets to go to the Alzheimer's Association or charities... After significant, but we want to use those funds for the significant other during lifetime. We could go have the assets go into a trust. In other words, a trust within your will, a contingent trust. If significant other survives you, it goes into a trust. Now, who's going to be in charge of that trust? Well, whoever you want, who do you trust? Well, I don't know. We want significant other because then they'll just use all the money. We could have somebody else. So, who could we have? Well, there is nobody else, right? Well, what about a bank? It could be a bank, but will that always work? Not necessarily, because banks won't take the uh, be a trustee unless there's a certain amount of assets. Now, the larger banks require more for it to feel like it's worth their while because they cost. So you might have to find a smaller bank. So 
the big banks may require a, a half a million or a million sure. at least before they'll even be a trustee. Hmm. A smaller bank may say two hundred or two hundred and fifty or something. Uh, depends on the bank. So you'd have to ask the various banks. What about if somebody doesn't have that large of an estate? Sure. Um, there are independent trustees. There's an association of independent trustees. But what happens uh, if that person dies or becomes disabled? Well, then there might be a part of the association where you could say, well, chosen, have something, say, somebody else that's a part of the Independent Trustees Alliance or whatever. Or you could have what's called a trust protector, somebody else who could choose a trustee after you die if there is a lack of somebody or remove somebody. Hmm. So let's say the bank is acting and it's either uh, now the funds have been used hmm. and or maybe the maybe they're spending the money recklessly or charging too high fees and we don't like it. We could have a somebody else remove that trustee. Mm-hmm. Whether it be an ind- well, maybe one of those people who's an independent trustee. If you if you had the bank, maybe they could just act as a trust protector or trust advisor. Very good. So you could say that in a will or a trust. Um, so there are different ways, even on people who have really virtually nobody, to have somebody in charge. Those independent trustees will even act as an agent under a financial power of attorney. You know, so remember, a will takes place when you die, but what happens if you become disabled? I choose the significant other or if I don't have anybody. Well, let's say if I don't have anybody at all. Well, maybe we use one of those people if they're willing to act as a fiduciary. As a fiduciary, what does that mean? Fiduciary means they have a higher standard to take care of things for you during your lifetime. Otherwise, there would be liability. So, uh, so there are ways, even for those. So occasionally we have people, you know, it's just a, that's just the way of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, either we don't trust anybody, you know, we had bad experiences or mm-hmm. whatever, and so uh, you know, how can we do? Maybe you don't. You better maybe you don't trust the independent trustee. Well, we better if that's the case. We want to make sure there's. Um, of course, ways to remove that trustee, sure. and we ought to interview them before yeah. we to make sure that it's the you know somebody that we feel comfortable. Like anything in this world, you probably have to make sure that you feel comfortable with whomever it is, sure. whether it's in a, a new employee or whether it's a, a, a marriage, a relationship. Mm-hmm. You have to trust whoever it is. Mm-hmm. If it's not, in my mind then that's probably not the best relationship, and you have to consider other options. And that's what the Michael's workshops do. It allows you to consider exactly what are the options and which ones do you prefer. And then ultimately, after you meet with him privately, you go through, quote, the process, uh, you pull the lever or levers that are best for you. The first step uh, in that to that end is to attend his next workshop, which is Saturday at 10 o'clock on September the 28th, so a few weeks from today. And, Michael, tell the audience what goes on at those workshops, please. Well, we ask people what they want to know, mm-hmm. whatever it is they want to know. The thing that we just talked about was kind of an unusual situation, sure. but it does happen from time to time. We say, whatever, what is it that you want to know? Mm-hmm. Is it something about wills? Is it something about 
different types of trust? Mm-hmm. Is it something about the more in the elder law area with like Medicaid to help pay for long-term care costs? Is it something like if you're a veteran or the widow of a wartime veteran to help pay for care costs? Is it something about probate? Mm-hmm. Is it something? What is the question? Is somebody disabled? Mm-hmm. Is Maybe you're concerned about credit issues. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're whatever it may be regarding mm-hmm. estate planning. Uh, we ask what it is you want to know, and for or two, government assistance. Either yeah, way. government assistance. Just, for example, Mike, we've been doing this show for so many years now, and I wonder what percentage of the audience still to this day, or from the, when they started listening, realize that the government is going to want to be paid back for that assistance. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it depends on the program. Mm-hmm. Remember. Uh, for Medicaid, there's 40 or 50 Medicaid programs, each with their own rules. Not all of them have payback okay. provisions. Uh, and so, uh, you know, I had somebody uh, this last week, we said, oh, there's different types of Medicaid for different cancers. So this was breast or cervical Medicaid. So you can get really detailed on types. Most people, uh, some people think of Medicaid as just one program. They say, what's Medicaid? I don't even know what Medicaid is. Right. It could be children's Medicaid. It could be, but what we usually see is on on long-term care Medicaid because uh, as an elder law attorney, uh, we see that people are living longer and they don't have adequate either income or assets or they may want to protect their assets. So the government will be of help pay for those long-term care costs because it's so expensive uh, to have long-term care. Either to either they can't afford long-term care insurance to begin with mm-hmm. or they don't pass underwriting because either age or disability uh, or uh, and, and so as we live longer, the cost of care is great. and It can wipe out all your assets within a relatively short time. My grandmother went into a nursing home at age 85. She lived to almost 98. For they her. don't live as long in my family as they do in my wife's family. Mm-hmm. So for 13 years, if we say that the uh, average cost at that time was only $5,000 a month, so if you do the math real quickly, uh, that's $780,000 to pay for cost of care. Wow. And ha- do you happen to have that in your pocket? Mm-hmm. And so when you start doing the math and saying, oh, what happens if somebody has Alzheimer's or some sort of dementia and they could live for a long time, do we have either the insurance, the adequate assets, or income? And now all of a sudden you say, oh, now I understand why it's more important to plan because I I would rather save those assets for my family or myself somehow as opposed to just using it all on care costs. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times we have to say, well, what's more important to you, to protect your wife or to protect the nursing home or our family or... What is it's most important to you? Do mm-hmm. you care? Do you, would you rather just spend all the money on yourself? And that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's I'm not so, I'm not trying to make a judgment by the mm-hmm. way. And I don't really. My job is not to say to make a judgment uh, per se, unless they ask me for her sure. to make my, you know, to say something. But to at least let the client know or potential client know what the options are mm-hmm. and let them decide what's important to them. One person might say, no, I want to use all my money on my care to have the best quality of care, period, and that's it. Now, if, if nobody else gets anything, that's okay, and that's fine. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. No, there's nothing wrong with that. And that's your Michael Cohen workshop answer to how many people realize that you've got to pay the government back more often than not. There are programs, as you said, where you don't have to pay it back. But that's one example of a question someone would ask him at the workshop, amongst many others, regarding government assistance, estate planning, and others. If you want to sign up for that workshop, 
you need to dial 214-720-0102, 214-720-0102. Go to DallasElderLawyer.com, DallasElderLawyer.com to sign up for Michael's next workshop on September the 28th, which is a Saturday at 10 o'clock. And then, Michael, if they attend the workshop, then what do they get to do that's also free of charge? Well, if you do go to that free estate planning essentials workshop, the next one being September 28th, again, at uh, that's a Saturday at 10 o'clock in the morning, then you, uh, for those, only for those who go in, in attendance to that workshop, uh, or any workshop that is, uh, then you get a free vision meeting, a free vision meeting, which is also at least an hour. And so basically you get three free hours of questions that you want to know about estate planning answered without charge it's uh, uh and so we just look at your own individual situation at the vision meeting of course you might have questions at the workshop that we address as well as well as other people's questions those workshops do tend to to fill up mm-hmm. so uh, especially those saturday workshops always seem to be a waiting list mm-hmm. so if you are interested in attending that um, free estate planning essentials workshop, all you have to do, to, as you said, is call that 214-720-0102 telephone number, or, or that is, again, 214-720-0102, or sign up online at DallasElderLawyer.com. I would be remiss um, if I didn't say that you also get, and I know the reason why a lot of people go is not for the three free hours of education, which might be the value of certainly over $1,000 for free. I think the real reason why people go uh, is to get that KWAM coffee mug. That is not true. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe it's the chip clips or the pen. Okay, Um, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, who could ask for any more? You know, getting those Christmas presents lined up already in September. Yeah, I think. Those are Christmas presents. Those people are very desperate if those are Christmas presents. Hanging from the mantle is from the, by the the handle of the mug is those free K. I can see the vision now. It's like like, uh, 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 sugar plum fairies or whatever I I think that was a Charlie Brown Christmas tree. Look like. <laughs> but let me ask you, Michael, we have five minutes to go, and uh, please attend Michael's next workshop. Sign up as soon as possible. Um, so when no one has heirs, lay out the worst-case scenario then. The judge takes over and calls all the shots, and that's the way it is? No, actually what happens is the, you know, the, the laws, you know, mm-hmm. just like anything, we're mm-hmm. a nation of laws. Okay. So the laws say... Um, whoever your closest relatives are. Okay. So who could that be? It could be like in the case that we started to tell you about, um, and then I got diverted somehow. Uh, I started said we filed this application, the 16 relatives, and I think that I said we got contacted from people all over the country saying, no, that they were relatives as well. Okay. Because now the the advances in DNA, et cetera, the Ancestry.com, mm-hmm. whatever, now they look and see who is the closest record. On that case, okay. by the way, we had to go back to baptismal records because uh, uh, to find out who were the actual uh, the relationships, etc., because hmm. it went way back, okay. and uh, so nowadays uh, you, to find out, it's just kind of like you know we talked about uh, a couple uh, shows ago. I think we talked about uh, the story about the Italian princess that was the uh, 
grandchild. The Ill, her, her mother was the illegitimate child of a billionaire, and so that they were entitled as because by blood that they were a relative. Mm-hmm. And so if you didn't have a will, then you have to go by laws of incestacy. So a child would be a, uh, or perhaps a grandchild, uh, even if illegitimate, it doesn't really matter unless you had a will that says, or a trust that says, those people don't take. Mm -hmm. And so uh, as we see uh, time goes by, uh, either with advances in technology, and of course, we're seeing this is a much more common thing nowadays. And of course, uh, so we're seeing this much more often because a lot of times uh, maybe it happened before and we just didn't know about it because of DNA testing that we have today. But it seems like it's, you know, much more of a, uh, the mores have also changed uh, as time. Just like, you know, that's what's the, you know, one of the issues regarding estate planning is the, our time, as times change, uh, either a lot of times um, morals change of what's more acceptable and what's not acceptable. Uh, and uh, also, uh, you know, technology changes. I, when we were on our vacation, I was uh, talking with my uh, my younger daughter the day before for the first day of school, uh, which happened at, uh, uh, you know, started at the end of August. Mm-hmm. And we were reading about Roe versus Wade. Mm-hmm. And we were reading what how the how they were coming up, the Supreme Court came to that decision. And, mm-hmm. and of course, times changed. Sure. Uh, and, and we said, how is this decision? How did that, did, what will this affect other things, like on other people's rights? Right. Well, anyway, mm-hmm. things change and determinations and courts, so, you know, who's the Supreme Court justice? Obviously, all those things matter. Uh, and yes. it may make a difference on our laws, not only of today, but for many years to come. Yeah. So anyway, that's a side note. Sorry to divert. Uh, uh, anyway, whatever it is that people People want to know mm-hmm. whether it's about estate planning essentials, mm-hmm. uh, whether it be uh, wills or trust or you know public benefits. Those are the type of questions that are generally asked at that workshop. The next one, of course, as we said, is going to be September 28th, and, and all you have to do is call that 214-720-0102 number. I should be remiss, too, uh, if I didn't say about the Alzheimer's Association's mm-hmm. walk, which is going to be on October 5th. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope you will join. That You can sign up online mm-hmm. uh, with the Alzheimer's Association or even at our website. Michael's we, Marchers. That's right, Michael's Marchers, and I want, I want to thank KAAM sure, for walking, being a great... We've donated. We're, we're all in. We have the program on Sundays. Uh, and uh, we hope you listen to that program as well to fight and try to cure this this nefarious disease. And um, please attend the walk yourself or join Michael's Marchers, attend his workshop on the 28th, and thank you for attending and listening to this program. Dallas Elder Law Attorney Michael Cohen, thank you, sir. Thank you, Don. When we declare doing it your way, as Christians, such is actually and should always be God's way. It's imperative that our planning includes implementing indisputable biblical principles, such as leaving a financial gift for your church from your estate. Not doing so would certainly be considered poor stewardship, which no believer wants to be held accountable for. So call Michael Cohen's office to sign up for the next Essential Estate Planning Workshop to ensure your estate is in complete Christian accordance today. Dial 214-720-0102. 214-720-0102. And be certain to listen to Michael Cohen right here 
on 770 KAAM.